You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What was the final? 127-119. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. It's one of those rare times where we all came together and we saw the Thunder win a basketball game, everybody. Big yeah. dub. This is big. This is big time. This is a big one. This was a big one. Yes. Big uh, dubs. Yeah. Sometimes size doesn't matter, but in this case, it, it does. <laughs> oh, uh, the Thunder <laughs> defeat the Philadelphia 76ers 127 to 119. Yes, I got it right. Perfect. You guys just told it to me five seconds ago. <laughs> My brain is elsewhere. What's up, everybody? This is Brady friggin' Tranum, and I am joined... <laughs> By Madison Friggin Morris. What up? With uh, uh, glasses on, she can see the future. I can. And she knew that this victory was coming. Like this she, is why I wore the glasses. They do wonders. Yeah, she uh, kept. She had this like clairvoyant look on her face all evening. Because I knew. Yeah, there was just, never any doubt. She just knew. Just and the knew. and the other voice is the also turtleneck because I'm wearing a turtleneck. Whoop. Uh, someone else isn't though. Uh, turtleneck Connor Ayubi. What's up? What up? What, what up? up? You know what, guys? Um, after that, how can we describe the Indiana loss? Because Connor um, and I had the disgusting. We had the privilege Horrendous. of doing the post game show on this here one hundred seven point seven the franchise one hundred seven nine in T Town. It was really hard not to just like break down in tears after that one. It was just hard to watch, and it, I just felt emotionally drained after having to uh, subject myself to that. <laughs> As you should have, Connor, because that was. Uh, <laughs> We had to watch it um, because my job description says that I must. Uh, you are an unpaid intern, and but you, I'm here. You, but you did it. You did it because you have a passion for basketball and for this job and for this. I suggest please, please contact your nearest doctor because that. <laughs> I if I wasn't getting paid for that, I'd be like peace after the first two minutes. I just wanted to be on the radio. They told me I could. Get, they told me I could go on the air live if I stuck around and watched the game. I was like, all right, whatever. Hell, get on here. Yeah. No. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty fun. I no, know. Uh, you did Worth a wonderful it. job filling in for the uh, the sick Madison Morris, who bounced back strong today. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, full recovery. In. She looked like Terrence Ferguson bounce back game. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> I was about to say, did she cut her dreads too? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> I was growing a single dread. Uh, in a place that you can't. <laughs> <laughs> single uh, uh, <laughs> she was I, was, I didn't it. know where I was going with that one. It was so kind of like, like an Abdul Nader drive. You just don't know. You just What's, don't know. Anything could happen. No, honestly, I, I really had something funny in my head when I was going for that, but then it kind of evaporated. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that sounded really awkward. No, so I'm just going to pause right there. Hell um, no, I did not cut any of my dreads, but I do feel a lot better than I do on Tuesday. Good, than good. I did on Tuesday. Happy to have you back. Thank I was you. a little nervous. It was a game time decision, but you showed up. I did. Um for your this was a you worked a double today. I did, yeah. Uh sold some jewelry this morning and everyone was really friendly today. Shout out Kinder Scott customers. Whoop. It's early in the and, Christmas season. It's yeah. our sponsor. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna say too much. Wait yet. till crunch time. <laughs> no, I'm gonna cry. And get a They're whole bunch of Chris Paul isolations <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. But no, um, yeah, and then came to Chesapeake, saw some good basketball. Uh, overall, like, I really I really thought this game was really good. That's so. real Bef- commitment there, Be- too. Before really we good. get into the actual game, we need we do need to highlight, because um, obviously pod- podcasts are an, an audio medium. Um, so Connor, like I said, is wearing a turtleneck. I'm wearing I'm a turtleneck. Um, Rocking. <laughs> Jerry Ramsey, who's not on the podcast with us, but he was at the game with us, did all the post-game stuff with us, also had a turtleneck. Now... 
For those that are unaware, if this is for whatever reason your first OKC82 podcast, in Shame which case, on you. thank you, no, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, you might as well jump on now. Right. Uh, the Thunder on a one-game winning streak. It's, it can only go up from here. <laughs> um, but if you missed the last few podcasts, Madison, go ahead and explain the uh, Turtleneck Gang for I us. I will gladly explain the Turtleneck Gang. So I have started this Twitter campaign this season. I don't know why I started it or how I started it, but I just kind of did because I have brilliance that just <laughs> comes out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, and yeah. um, all of a sudden, I found myself at a couple of games in a turtleneck just because I am a big fan of turtlenecks and I have a shockingly large amount of them and so i started this thing called hashtag turtleneck gang on twitter and i was really excited about it because guys like danilo gallinari and sam presti started showing up to the games wearing turtlenecks i kid you not go back and look at the pictures there's proof and so i got all kinds of excited to see that not only was i participating in my own turtleneck gang but so were guys like Danilo Gallinari and Sam Presti. You have serious influence and on so these And so now I am on the full-on lookout for anyone in Turtlenecks. You guys are welcome to join. They do have to be approved by me, and I probably won't approve you, but you can <laughs> It's very exclusive. You can try. <laughs> it is. It's very exclusive. It's hard to get into. I am the CEO of this Turtleneck gang, and I am Don't slide into ass. her DMs. I, 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 I stress, do not slide into her DMs. Do not. DMs Spawn on ask. the regular timeline. <laughs> yeah, do so not slide into my DMs. For everyone I to see, that more than it anything makes it more world. fun. Yeah, there just we, show up. There if we go. If you want to be a part of it, just show up. You know where to find us. Anytime the Thunder come and the, to the peak, Thunder just game. I'm wearing a turtleneck. She and will I find you. In. Now, going into tonight, I um, texted everybody that uh, works with us at the franchise that pretty much goes to the game. So that included Connor, myself, John Hamm, Jerry Ramsey, Derek Parker. John and Derek couldn't come mainly because they didn't have turtlenecks. Lame. But, they just decided but Jerry to came out. and he was turtlenecked to the uh, to the bone, I guess. Ew. And. <laughs> Madison, I made sure earlier today that um, I had to send you an, a weird text. I was like, don't take this the wrong way, but uh, what are you wearing tonight? Well, when, you, <laughs> when you sent me that, I was like, "What is? he's either going to throw something on me or he's going like, to make me like take an embarrassing picture or do a stupid video. Like, I'm like, why do you care what I'm wearing today? So I was just, They like I, the match. Well, yeah, yeah and I've also learned uh, working at the franchise for almost four years, don't ask questions. Yeah, just don't do ever it. ask questions. Just do it. If they like ask you a question, don't, Actually, don't ask why. I feel like for the lawyers, if they're listening, I think I feel like we have to like just say no, 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 no. We can ask questions, and you don't have to do anything people tell you. Right, to do. <laughs> you I've can always like, ask questions. I've made like the conscious decision not to ask. It's questions. a very friendly work environment. Yes, the best. yes, except <laughs> for when you're with Jerry alone. Um, uh, so, <laughs> so yes, I made sure Madison wasn't wearing a turtleneck, and rest assured, she showed up to the arena without one. And so the three, the rest of us were all turtlenecked. It was funny. Ha, ha, ha. Madison uh, kind of was like, oh, man. But then she was like, I, was I started something. I started something. You know what was funny, though? Because I saw you guys are going to think this is so lame and it's fine. I was watching. Um, well, I just had like this movie. It was an older movie. Oh, it was Bad Boys <laughs> with Will Smith and Martin You've Lawrence. You've seen Bad Boys. I okay, have. I, was, I put it on this morning while I was getting ready for work just to have noise. And uh, one of the female characters was wearing a dress kind of like I'm wearing right now. It's a black satin one. And she was wearing a white turtleneck underneath it. And I was like, ooh, she looks good. But this is like the 90s. But I'm still going to maybe like pull that out. So I had a white turtleneck. I had it on underneath my dress. And it didn't look as cool. So I just took it off. Well, you know, I walked into the arena. And I can't mention this person's name because they may work for our competitor. So, um, <laughs> But we love this person. We enjoy him. Also not going to mention the competitor's name. Uh, yeah, they don't exist. We can't. We can't do that. They don't exist. Um, <laughs> anyway. They're the only ones. I walked onto the floor, you know, and I'm wearing a black turtle. And some, like, Tiffany uh, on Twitter already said that I'm trying to look like Steve Jobs, apparently. But 
Yeah, it's a black turtleneck. Yeah, I walked onto the floor, and this person just looked at me for like, "Hey, what's up? Are are you trying to be like what is this a '90s night? Are you like Ross <laughs> from Friends or something?" <laughs> and I've never seen Friends, so I was just like, "I, I don't know this." Maybe reference. I am. Maybe I am. I sure. don't. I got know. a I got Let's a go compliment from uh, the Suave Report. Adam. Oh yeah, and that was like Adam the Francisco, friend of the best podcast. I've ever felt in my life. He also wore a turtleneck, but he wasn't a part of the group text. It was just one of those magical moments in time I'm where things work out. Picture tonight, too. and that man has yeah. some high fashion. So if he was wearing Shoot. a turtleneck high and fashion. we were all wearing turtlenecks, like that's affiliation for I'm us. I'm about and to then text him and tell him to send better. me a selfie. Yeah, and we'll just Photoshop him in, you know, routine wise. Exactly. Anyway, so that was this evening for us personally. What you guys are all interested in is the Thunder had probably their best win of the year. Oh, it was they exciting. They beat a hella talented team in the Philadelphia 76ers at home, and they did it in very impressive fashion. They uh, they were down, you know, about at arm's length in the first quarter. They, 11 uh, points they, was the max, I think. Yeah, they fought back um, into the first quarter, into the second quarter. Basically, when Philly had to put their bench out there, and we've known for some time that Philly's bench is going to be their Achilles heel, but we'll get into some more Achilles heels with this team because I was not impressed um, they get in the second quarter and the Thunder start to eat back at the uh, lead. Then they eventually tie it and then take the lead going into the locker room. And then Madison, you were all about the, here comes the third quarter. Here mm-hmm. we go again. And you know what? The Sixers, the, the Sixers scored, I think they had like what, 34? They, they outscored the Thunder 34 to 26. So yeah, eight point margin isn't great, th- but that's, they it didn't, didn't look bad. They didn't let, the Thunder didn't let it get out of hand. And no. they mm-hmm. also scored, they also kind of kept up because they already had a what, a, a, how, a, what was the point lead going uh, into the locker room? Let's see, they were up. Was it eight? It was 54 to 49 going into the Okay, going so they had, a, they had a five-point lead. Five-point so. lead, and then they lost by 10, so now they're down five going into the fourth, and then they, they closed that gap in the fourth, sent it to overtime. Yeah, but that, that's like the impressive thing to me is they um, the third quarter happened. It wasn't as bad as some of the third quarters that we've seen, but instead of this, this Thunder team just going, okay, like this is just kind of what happens, they fought back in the fourth quarter. But what is probably the one thing we've talked about with this team, like that they need late in games. They, they need, need to, to match the first half energy. Well, to they, give the ball to Shea Gilders. They need to close. Somebody needs to finish the game. Yeah. I like how we had because three they've been things. in. <laughs> they, yeah, there's, there's been lots. there's been a few things. I'll give you guys that. Um, but probably the main thing, in my opinion, is just whenever somebody their opponent, whether it be Dame, James Harden, Bradley Beal, Lamarcus Aldridge, the entire game, the entire Indiana Pacers, nobody <laughs> could match or stop that person from getting hot. Yeah. It wasn't it hasn't been Shea just yet. His fourth quarter numbers have been impressive the last few games. Hasn't been Chris Paul. Hasn't been Danilo Gallinari because he doesn't get enough opportunities. But tonight Chris Paul took him home. It was he did. Love it was that. his Houston Rockets Chris Paul game. He had twenty seven points, um, was phenomenal in the fourth quarter and in overtime. Zero turnovers. Zero turnovers. Five five assists is, you know middling, but in that that led the team for tonight. But zero turnovers was uh, was a good look for him. Yeah, it wasn't much of a ball mover tonight, and that kind of goes into the five assists. But he didn't yeah. really need to be because the mid range was cooking. It was working. Um, Philly. Let's talk about Philly real quick because I don't want to spend too much time on them. So let's just kind of hit them out. and leave. They are so talented. They I'm are so sure. talented. They've got they've Loaded. got. Four of their five guys can post up. Billy Donovan talked about that in the post game. Four of their five guys can post up, except for Josh Richardson, who had 20 points, hometown kid. You know, shout out. You got it. You got to show up. from the field. Josh Richardson looked really, hey, really good. Hey, good for him, though. But they're undisciplined as hell. They have no bench. And even when they've got their best guys on the floor, their offense doesn't do anything. 
their yeah. offense, and they've got Al frigging Horford, and they do. They have <laughs> such a board. It, it's a early Scott Brooks, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden in their first and second years, and they're trying to figure it out. It looked like that type of offense where it's just somebody take us home. Yeah, Philadelphia's lost five of their last seven. Uh, this is a team that a lot of people expect to be a championship contender, and by the time the playoffs roll around, I still fully expect them to be. You know, in that. Oh discussion. yeah, they'll they'll be. They're yeah. too talented. To yeah, there. and and it's it's been a little bit of a of a rough, rough stretch of games for them, and they obviously have their issues. But I don't know. I mean, it, it, this team really, really, really misses JJ Redick. I think. I think they that, miss their glue guys. Yeah, he was DJ McConnell for the for the Pacers just just destroyed the Thunder. Yeah. They would have loved to have him come off the bench. Yeah, they ha- had a lot of like supplementary players that are no longer there anymore. And I think JJ Reddick's really the key one, just from the incredible spacing that he brings. One of the best in the league at just catch and shoot from anywhere. Guys have to stay stuck to him, or just um, simply moving off the ball. Yeah, it's it's just, just m- that I don't know. I feel like not a lot of their like they have they have Tobias Harris is a really good shooter from three. Josh Richardson can hit a little bit. Joel Embiid likes to launch them and can't really. He's sometimes hits some. Al Horford can hit a little bit, but when you're watching the flow of their offense, it doesn't seem like I don't know. The, the spacing's not there. They're not yeah. moving a lot. It's a lot of they. They know that they have guys that can post up and abuse smaller players, and that's what they lean on heavily. Even though that's not the most efficient play type in the world, and the Thunder did. They, they, I thought that they were going to get blown out because of it early on because they did not look like they could stop it very well in the first quarter. Yeah, like if you can't, and they turned it around. If you can't stop the Sixers, match them, or they're just somebody's hot, then yeah, they're just going to out talent you. But the Thunder were able to take the punch early mm-hmm. and then fight back. But I guess jumping back to the Thunder, um, I don't know what the most impressive thing is from the standpoint of like, I don't know what I can take from this game and move forward because I don't think Chris Paul is going to be asked to take them home every single time yeah, this because it's going to it's going to be a healthy thing. balance of either him Shay, maybe Dennis Schroeder if he's on that particular evening but um to me the whole thing and Madison will go go back to you since this was the third quarter that you mentioned going into the third quarter mm-hmm. um the energy was certainly different the there was they just they looked like they understood what was going what could have happened and yeah. they didn't want to let this go away and I think it's important I, I don't think they're they're simply looking at their schedule and understanding, like, this is going to be tough. We need to get wins at home. We need to at least protect home floor because that's what it looked like tonight to me. No, it really did. And I think they're very sick and tired of being asked about their third quarter woes because that's become such a thing for them. So I really did like the energy that they put up. They kind of let it go a little bit. There was, like, three minutes left in the third quarter, and that's when Philadelphia really made that powerful storm to take the lead going into the fourth quarter. But you know what? I really thought that they played a pretty well-rounded 48 minutes in regulation just because it looked pretty good. There were times where they would slip, but I think every t- or every team kind of has that going for them. And right now, I think the Thunder are picking up a lot of the broken pieces in that third quarter. I think that is something that they have really zoned in on. And I think I said this on the last podcast that they're, I mean, obviously, they're very tired of being asked about this. They don't want this to be a common theme among their team. So I thought they looked great in the third quarter. Um, they pretty much like matched every single thing that Philadelphia was putting up. I think uh, the third quarter started off with a Joel Embiid three. And that was kind of like a, but it didn't, it, it didn't last. It didn't overtake them in the third quarter. That was something so great for them because they were able to match that energy. And Billy Donovan has just been saying and saying, that's going to be our biggest thing coming out of the locker room after halftime is we're going to have to match the energy, not only that we had in the first quarter or in the first half, excuse me, but also the energy that the opponent is bringing out of the locker room as well, because that has been something so bad for Oklahoma City right now is that their opponent is coming out after halftime fully recharged, refreshed, they're ready to fight, they're ready to finish this game and take the win, and Oklahoma City is not matching that or they're not 
doing more. And so I think what they did tonight is that they they were able to at least match it. I don't think they were doing more at first, but obviously watching that entire overtime, Oklahoma City did more the entire time, and that's when it really mattered. So that's why they were able to take a big win in overtime. So good for them for doing that. Baby steps, y'all. I think this third <laughs> quarter is really going to stop being so abysmal because it was just it's been nasty the first start of the season and they can't carry this over because that's just going to be almost a laughable thing and that's the last thing this team needs you just said baby steps one of the reasons probably why the thunder played so well terrence ferguson told us in the locker room that was so sweet it was his daughter's first home game i pointed out we actually yeah um i was i would assume it's a either a family friend family member or a nanny of some type or something yeah uh was holding his daughter, like walking across, you know, the, <clears throat> the Thunder's goal from behind. And uh, yeah, really, really sweet looking kid. It was really and sweet. If you guys want to see it, I am, I actually posted it on my Twitter um, at Madison Morris on Twitter. Follow her. And, yeah, follow me. Is it <laughs> at plug. Madison Morris on Twitter or is it just oh, at sorry, Madison Oh, sorry. No, it's Morris. just at Madison Morris. My there, name is confusing funky, because you guys Jerry has, a TV, has like TV's Jerry. So Jerry yeah. on television. So like, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter's Madison. Jerry on TV. <laughs> Twitter's <laughs> Madison. <laughs> I mean, might change it to that. I mean, Terrence, Terrence mentioned it from the way he was talking. It was more of like, I think, from a team standpoint. But he had an incredible individual oh, game today, too. You know, He really did. Uh, he shot so well tonight. That was his season high, right? Yeah, season high, 19 points. He went five of seven from three. Uh, that's not super sustainable, but, you know, he got hot and he he kept it up. Uh, seven of nine total from the field. He got a few buckets moving to the rim. And uh, he was he was doing a good job on the defensive end, too. You know, he was mostly matched up with Josh Richardson, did a good job of pestering him and, you know, keeping him. He, he Josh Richardson had a good game overall, no doubt. But down the mostly down the stretch of the fourth quarter, he did a good job of containing him a little yeah. bit. So. Yeah, I thought Terrence's best offensive play wasn't, necessarily any of his shot making because obviously that helped the Thunder win this game and those were important but in terms of like his growth as an offensive player I thought his best play was he came off of a screen roll on the on the on the high block and he actually created a shot for Steven Adams he missed the shot so nothing really came of it but that's what we've been wanting to see out of Terrence Ferguson for the last two seasons uh two years ago coming out of summer league when they made him play point guard um in Vegas (laughs) And it's just never really come to fruition. He just never looks incredibly comfortable when he has to put the ball on the floor. And there were a few instances tonight where he actually looked like a very determined, in-control ball handler looking for somebody to make a play. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if he finished with any assists. He had a Um, couple. He had had, two. He had a couple. But that one of Steven Adams to me was, that was the most eye-opening play I've seen Terrence Ferguson make on offense, maybe since... At some point during his hot streak last year when he was shooting like north of 40% for about 15, 16 games. Uh, I'm sure something like that in in that streak surprised me. But um, a great game from Terrence Ferguson, and the Thunder certainly needed it. Um, they He was one point away from obviously scoring 20 points. And I've been trying to look for this stat, so maybe somebody listening on the pod um, might know this answer. But when was... Do you think there's ever been a time where the Thunder have had four players score over 20 points in one game? You, you would think uh, it'd be Russell, Kevin, James, James Serge Ibaka. Ibaka. I mean, maybe Melo, Russ, Paul About George, and maybe Stephen Adams. Yeah. I feel like I remember a game like that, but it might have been just like 
two players plus Steven Adams had 20. This one was cool to watch just because, I mean, even though obviously he Ferguson missed it by a point, like all four, four guys were cooking. Uh, 28 mm-hmm. for yep. Danilo Gallinari, 27 for Chris Paul, 24 for Shea, 19 for Terrence, and then Steven Adams only had seven. But this was, I was happy with Steven Adams' performance no, he, tonight. He, he was did, really he, good on the defense. He did work end. on Embiid. And when you're going up against a guy like Embiid, like I'm not really looking for you to score. No, it, do, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. He could, don't he could foul. Have zero. Don't put him on the foul line. Don't let him get easy trash buckets. Mm-hmm. You know, just do your job. And Steven did his job, and not only did he do that, but um, four why, offensive rebounds. Why was too. Chris Paul able to do so well late? A lot of somebody it, was setting screens for yeah. him, <laughs> getting yeah. him, getting him that little sliver of space that Chris Paul needs to operate. And Chris Paul was taking advantage of it down the stretch. All, yep. all of those guys were performing really well. Uh, maybe real quick before we move on from Terrence, I think it should be mentioned that uh, he he also played, I believe, a season high in minutes tonight. He was on the floor for it was an overtime game, so those are boosted a little bit, but thirty. 38 and a half minutes, uh, largely because of the absence of uh, Hami Diallo, yep. who sat out because of uh, a right knee issue. Uh, yeah, so he, they missed out on him. He normally plays around 20 minutes for him, so Ferguson took a lot of those. Uh, Hami, was, Hami was limping a little bit through the hallway. Did you see him as he was leaving the locker yeah. room? Yeah. He, had, he looked like he was moving with a little hitch. I thought this was going to be a little minor, maybe one-game miss, but... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. If they he takes say anything about it? I mean, if he's still limping by Sunday, then yeah, like just go ahead and sit him out because the Thunder they have the back-to-back Monday and Tuesday against the LA yeah. teams, each one, and then they don't play again until next Friday, and then it's in the, Chesapeake against the Lakers. The Lakers. So mm-hmm. like, there's plenty of time for Hami to just eh, just rest. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see that again. And you know, hopefully uh, Ferguson can keep it up in his absence, um, especially because you know it's it's tough for the Thunder to find. A lot of bench production from that that backup wing spot. Yeah, uh, they've they that's been a little bit of an issue for them when one of Hami and Terrence misses a game, which has happened a few times so far. No uh, Deontay Burton tonight. But yeah, they... Deontay didn't 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 see the floor. Uh, we didn't think Muskie was going to see the floor. It was Muskie time. <laughs> I called it. Nerland, and you know Nerland what? The second, the second yeah, he got put on the floor is when the Thunder time. started slowly taking over. Well, you know, uh... I, I just I just gave Steve Adams a lot of credit for those screens. I mean, Muscala set himself a few screens for Chris Paul. Yeah, set, no, those, set him those up. Those so and pops. People shout. have to respect him out there for sure. He, he wore another suit tonight in the locker room. So. Dang, do you really? Yeah. I need to pay better attention. Suit Muscala. It seems Muscala. like well, here's the thing. I feel like I the can't Thunder look are around too... that much. <laughs> I can't get into the locker room and look around, guys. Why not, Madison? So I miss a lot eyes of things. Forward. Eyes <laughs> forward. You have no idea. I walk in that locker room and I'm like, okay, eyes down, eyes on the don't phone, look, eyes on look, the whiteboard. Do not look. Oh, look. I see a guy in a towel. <gasps> I mean, it never, it never fails. Like, um, whenever like the scrum ends and everyone like pulls their mics and their phones back down, mm-hmm. you know, I'll like instinctually pull my phone back towards my body and then back up and then I'll just kind of turn my head and the. F- I think it was the second time I'd ever gone to the locker room, and I saw—I'm not going to name this player—but I saw this player bare ass naked. Oh, I from the yes. side, so I saw everything. I was like, "Oh my god!" I feel like I just broke so many rules. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I about it. to lose my. And, and then I just remembered, you know what? Like when I was in high school and I had gym, it's like, yeah, like just don't yep, look. But if you look, if, but if you see, it's like, eh, just. Yeah, I caught it my uh, I caught my Ugh. full my first uh, full bush today in the visitors locker room. <laughs> oh, no, was it? I won't say the name. It was Joel and B. But it, it? Nah, <laughs> it rhymes with uh, Schmilomin. Oh, oh no. no! Yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, what, was we'll there leave anything? It at that. He's got a big beard. Was there anything substantial in the uh, Sixers locker room? I don't want to talk about anything substantial. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not in terms of like. I know we opened up with like size matters in yeah. this podcast, but I mean like it's in terms been, of what came out of themed, their mouths. It's been a themed podcast. Uh, nothing <laughs> was going in their mouths, luckily. Oh, out of their <laughs> mouths. Uh, 
What is going I'm on? So sorry. <laughs> uh, there, there wasn't anything. Madison, put your jacket back on. Good God. There, there God. Wasn't, wasn't anything too crazy. Uh, the guys honestly just looked pretty pretty beaten up. The the attitude seemed a little bit, the morale seemed a little bit worse than uh, maybe some of the Thunder losses that I've gotten to see this, this year. But this we got good. Tobias Harris first, and he was just barely I could honestly barely hear what he was saying he was basically whispering and then uh, they gave us Ben Simmons and Josh Richardson at the same time and I was mostly just like looking at Ben Simmons ice because he was standing like right next to me and he had on this like giant chain with the, the like a king's crown on it so in terms of what ben came Simmons out of their the mouth Kings confirmed you heard it <laughs> yes. here first oh my god Ben Simmons is trying to take LeBron's nickname uh, <laughs> you heard it here the Prince of Australia uh, no I <laughs> As you can tell, I, I didn't get too much, uh, okay. too too much quality content yeah. out there. You know, they were they most mostly just seemed, you know, they were not wanting to take questions. They looked like they were trying to, you know, get uh, out. Yeah, we could have, you know, they picked up the pace and it just didn't didn't work too <gasps> too out too much out for us. I so. would just like to say I won't drop names, but someone just hashtagged impeach, impeach Madison, Madison Morris. Morris. No. <laughs> it's it made me. It, I would hate to see that, but it, if it, it does happen, I'd like to throw my name into what that. What the for hell? <laughs> no. What is Con- going on? Next this Supreme is not Chancellor okay. of the Turtleneck like, game. I'm starting to totally Supreme drive this Supreme Chancellor train. of the Turtleneck group. <laughs> I'm I ready. am the Supreme Chancellor. I'm ready for this Gosh, responsibility. Gosh, sorry. I just like totally drove the track like off the rails. Sorry. No, we, we, we like we were I, just, I was like, we just surfing through this and I saw that. We were just making dick jokes. It's fine. No. With this, I mean, obviously, like, I, I put out the stat on Twitter, like, the next, the Thunders, the rest of their games in November, it's brutal. Like, I, we just kind of went over their next three games this this uh, coming week. After that, they're still on the road uh, twice on the West Coast. They go to Golden State, who is the worst team in the league, but it's still a road game in the <laughs> NBA. So funny. Yeah, they're, they're um, sticking with the Celtics right now, I think, as of when I last saw Sticking with the Celtics who are nine and one. So, you know, they, I mean, they have talent and they, they uh, kept up with the Thunder for three quarters. So. Yeah. Um, you've got that. You've got on the road against Portland. Who will have Carmelo Anthony by oh, then? Oh God! Yes. Be afraid. Yeah. I'm so excited. Can you imagine if Melo like does take like if he's playing and he takes over in the fourth quarter oh against the God. Thunder and People are he hits a game winning he hits a game winning jab step mid range bucket. Dude, all these if that happens. I will over Terrence Ferguson. My oh my! <laughs> Thunder Twitter would lose their fucking minds. Every, oh my God. People have been freaking out about why is Melo not on a team for so long that it, at this point, if he if he tears it up, it's gonna be. Does anyone think that this is madness. going to work? It it'll be. I'd, I think it will. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I think it's gonna work. I don't think it's going to be this incredible like showing of Carmelo Anthony like they need a shot in the arm or something. Off the bench. And maybe if he can hit some threes. I wouldn't mind him taking a few mid-range turnaround fadeaways, <clears throat> staying mellow. Yeah. Like if if he can if he can give them you know a light, nice little scoring boost, twelve points a game off the bench. That's a that's a success for mellow. No, oh, I don't. Uh, if he starts drawing way this. too much Come attention and way too many shots, it's not, it's it's a which is possible. <laughs> it's a low risk, high reward. I'd say move. so. So like uh, they don't have they can cut him on January seventh. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't dislike the I don't dislike the deal at all. For I the love it. It's, it's a non non guaranteed deal. Let's freaking do this. Yeah. Let's go, Mello. It's Mello I'm going to buy a jersey. Um, no. I guess he might not be there in January. <laughs> Connor, I'm always going to have it. Okay, get, Give me just, just get it. Just another get it. another little highlight from the Thunder tonight. Darius Baisley had probably the dunk of, well, no, Hamadou oh, Diallo man. had the dunk of the year with the Thunder, where yeah. he, uh, he sonned Marquise Chris. D- Baisley's Plus, was nice. Baisley's nice. Yeah, he cocked it back and jump. like 
maneuvered over a Joel Embiid I in midair. I thought he was go through Embiid at first, and then he just he just kind of jerked he literally it to like, the side. And, Joel, how he's been there for so long. I don't air. think Joel Embiid really respected him because no. I think he, he just kind of half-assed, came back, and thought, "This is I don't know who this is. He's not going to swat a layup. There he is. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was awesome, though, mainly because it was over Joel Embiid. I half expected Joel to, like, Punch react with just, I don't even know. Hit him in I the really head with the helmet. Know. But I was like, that was so awesome because, like, obviously, we've we've talked about this before, how Darius Baisley had a little bit of, like, some uh, confidence, like, not issues, but he, he wavered in his confidence a little bit going into this. And now he's dunking over Joel Embiid. I'm like, this kid's got it. Like, he's got it going on. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I was kind of like kind of the same thing, Madison. I was kind of waiting for like on the next um, possession, Joel Embiid to just go right at him. Like that—that <laughs> that was probably what, obviously the main thing missing from this game was there was no Russell Westbrook Joel Embiid beef. It was gone. It—it it, it just kind of the sucks. energy wasn't there, which is sad considering this was a very fun game to watch. It was an exciting game, and obviously for Thunder fans, it's fun to see your team win. There was a lot of fouling. So we had that. That you know that what? Annoying. That's what I meant to say. That's what I meant to say about the Thunder coming back in the second quarter. Um, I think, I think the Sixers fouled them thirteen times. I think they committed thirteen fouls and sent the sent the Thunder to the foul line about sixteen or seventeen times, and the You're, Thunder hits. Um, are you talking about uh, for in the, the second full quarter? Game? Or in the sec- oh, just the second quarter. In the second quarter. Because okay. they had 22 foul, foul shots at halftime. Yeah. And I think they went into the uh, second quarter with only four or six. Mm. So they. Like the Sixers just foul fested the Thunder and yeah. allowed them to come back, but again, that came when the majority of the Sixers bench mob was out there, and that's their weakness. Like, you know, more so than probably their woeful offensive system, um, more so than the fact that some of their best players don't even attempt to stretch the floor. Um, when their bench is out there, they're bad, and they sent the Thunder to the foul line a ton, and the Thunder hit their foul shots tonight. I think Chris Paul hit all 12 of his. Yeah, if he, if he were to... Yeah, he did. He went, well... Uh, was it 14 12 or 14? 12 for 12 from the free throw line, and then Gallinari was 11 for 11. Uh, Shea was 5 of 6, and then a oh, few other guys had put up a few. Um, but yeah, honestly, I was, a, I was a little bit surprised by how bad the Sixers bench was. Uh, I think if you were to look at just the names purely on paper, uh, the Thunder might not look that impressive compared to them, and they... Don't don't get me wrong. The Thunder's bench was not great tonight. Uh, this has kind of been a trend throughout the season: is that they're very hit or miss. Uh, they can have stretches where they're really really good, and then others where it's just bad. Uh, but in the first quarter, they had a solid run where you know they were down eleven, and I think most of the bench ball came in. I think Brady, you, t- you turned to me, you're like, yeah, this this is the bread winning lineup. <laughs> yeah, the bread winning lineup is. Let's see, Dennis Schroeder's at point. You've got um, either Hamadou Diallo but or Abdul Nader tonight. Abdul Nader. Um, who else was out there? It was Bay. I think they kept Ferguson at the small forward. Yeah, Ferguson was out there. Uh, Nerlens Noel, and then Baisley, and Baisley. Yeah, yeah and they, they actually did really well. They had a. I think they were like plus six in that little stretch. They ended up most of them in the in the negatives uh, by the end of the game, and not any particularly notable m- moments. Bes- well, not any particularly notable games. Uh, besides Schroeder going 0 for 5. Uh, but there's a few moments, specifically Baisley's dunk, which we already talked about. So, you know, just, they, they, just a night, but the starters really carried the team tonight, uh, which luckily the Thunder haven't had to rely on too much uh, this far in the season. 
You know what's really cool, though? I really like this starting lineup a little bit better than last year, which sounds crazy because it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't consist of uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George. It doesn't make us wait in the locker room for an hour. Yeah, we'd probably <laughs> still be in the locker room right now. Yeah, but here's the thing. I like this starting lineup because you have Shea, who is wicked talented, and he can pull it out whenever, and it's just fantastic. Don't make that face at me. <laughs> there have been too many jokes this Don't podcast. Don't stop. It's late. And, I'm, making, um, serious. I'm making you better. Gosh, I've been working here too long. And, Just focus, <laughs> Madison. Like, uh, okay, y'all really got me off track. Uh, Chris then Paul. they have uh, Chris Paul, who I think he is developing with the Thunder. He's doing very well. He did very well tonight. I think that's going to continue on because these guys really enjoy having him on the team and learning from him. Uh, then you have Danilo Gallinari who I think is fantastic. He's a fantastic player. He really, uh, when he can get his shot off, he's doing a very good job doing that. And so I really like where he is on the offensive side of the ball. Right now, Steven Adams, no, he's not racking up a lot of points, but what you guys were saying earlier in this pod, he is doing so much dirty work that people don't pay attention to just because he's not putting points on the board. Yeah, but he is setting great screens. He's really doing great things defensively. He is scrambling for rebounds. He nearly ripped Richardson's arms off tonight just trying to get a ball back, and it put up a shot for a second chance points for the uh, Thunder because Chris Paul was able to put it back up. That's some good stuff from Steven Adams right there. He may have only had seven points tonight, but I'm telling you guys what, he's a good-ass player out there. He's doing great stuff on the defensive end. It's just stuff that people don't necessarily notice right off the bat because it's it's not the ball going in the hoop. Yeah. So I really like this starting lineup. I think they're so versatile. When different guys come off the bench, like Dennis Schroeder, no, he wasn't on tonight, but when he does come off the bench and he is on, he does a great job. Hamadou Diallo is one of my favorite players on this team right now. Yeah, he was out tonight, but he's going to come back. He's going to do great stuff. I don't know, y'all. I really like this team so much better it's, than last I mean, year. They're going to win the World Cup. I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's clear. the Quidditch Cup is is Oklahoma City's to Locked. grasp. Locked. That's awesome. No, I, there's, you know, I follow, obviously, a bunch of Thunder fans on Twitter, mm-hmm. and, like, the sentiment, I, I see it every night in win or loss except for the Pacers game. Um this team's more fun than last year. It's like that's that that that's subjective. Like I've seen that too from people. But, but what I have seen is people really love this team with the understanding that Chris Paul and Danilo Gallinari, maybe others, you know, may not be here for the entire season. Right. Like Thunder fans are buying into this team despite you know what they had to endure in the off season. That would have destroyed any fan base just to trade Paul. But then you trade Russell Westbrook. You're your superhero for the last decade who helped put this city on the map. Like it, it's, it's amazing what this team has been able to do. And again, like the rest of the schedule, the rest of this month is going to be very tough and the thunder could very well lose all these games. And then there could be a different mindset on Twitter. But um, I think even with that, like the thunder, even if they lose games, they're still going to f- compete. They're still going to fight hard and put themselves in position to win games late. They just may not get over that hump. That is enjoyable to watch as a fan when you have the lowered expectations or the understanding of why we're here. Um, but it is enjoyable to watch. It is enjoyable to see young guys make subtle improvements from game to game. It is it is nice to see a guy like Terrence Ferguson who, and this is out in the public now, um, after missing the game against the Pacers due to him uh, having a court date, um, trying to fight for custody of his daughter, um, he had this child with his ex-fiance. They're obviously not together anymore. Um, it, it was cool to see him have a, a good game just from a personal mm-hmm. standpoint. Billy Donovan echoed that sentiment. Um, a lot, teammates were excited for him. Chris Paul was very complimentary of him uh, in the locker room. It, it's cool to see that quick com- camaraderie and chemistry in a locker room that was basically put together overnight three or four months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and Chesapeake was getting loud tonight too. Yeah, yeah. like there was some noise in there. And yeah. uh, uh, shout out to my friend Dave who had a courtside seat, but guess what? He left early, um, late are in the fourth you quarter. Me, Dave. I know. Dave. Come on, man. Really, bro? Really? He should have given it to me at least. Like, but yeah, no. People are actually buying into this team. Uh, maybe even a little bit more than I was expecting. I was a little worried early in the season. You know, some of the uh, less glamorous matchups, people that aren't quite showing out as much as they potentially could, but. When games get heated, and uh, we've had a few good ones so far, especially tonight, people are people are really getting into it and getting behind this team, and uh, for good reason. This this starting five, as ragtag as they might be, uh, has really found a way to mesh and fit together really well. Uh, three guys that are new starters that weren't on the team this year, and then Stephen Adams and Terrence Ferguson, who's a second year, or third year guy, uh, it, and they've they've found a way. Their play styles really complement each other in interesting and generally good ways. Uh, especially when Terrence Ferguson is clicking like he was tonight. If he's gonna if he's gonna be able to knock down threes, he's not gonna shoot five of seven every night. But if he's able to knock down threes at you know an above league average clip, uh, he fits in perfectly with the play styles of these other guys. Lots of penetrators, guys that can play in isolation. And I've got to be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't throw mass under the bus all the time. Yeah, we please don't share share it a little bit. Uh, but I. Shoot, what what was I saying? Oh, you said penetrating. Penetrate. Okay, <laughs> and Not, I'm out. But the <laughs> this what is the theme of this episode? You ask <laughs> penetration, <laughs> <laughs> which no. is exactly how Chris Paul defeated the Sixers. What I was going to say is their defense. Uh, not all isolations are. He swam uh, around in the paint. Not all isolations are bad. <laughs> okay, not all man. isolations are created equal. And yeah, Chris Paul had some really good looking isolations tonight. I've uh, I've hated on him a little bit in the past when he's missing shots, and he's knocking them down tonight. You can't be too mad about that. But it's it's the way he's going about getting them for the most part I think and especially down in the fourth quarter he was getting them at times when the Thunder needed him to step up but when they had time on the shot clock when they were bringing it in from an out-of-bounds play when they had certain matchups that they felt they could exploit he was moving it and he was letting Shea run the show he was letting uh, Danilo Gallinari get off his shots Danilo Gallinari hit some huge three-point shots down the stretch tonight Shea uh, who had a had a pretty weak early on shooting shooting night from the floor. At one point, I think he was something like four or fifteen. He finished nine of nineteen. He was excellent down the stretch, hitting those scoop shots past Embiid. And all around, the starters had good games throughout, but they really closed really well in the fourth, and then even better in overtime. They, yeah, they were dominant coming into tonight. Because um, I'd put out the the numbers of we talked about on the post game show about his numbers over the last three games, and they weren't good. Yeah, but then I looked at the fourth quarter numbers, and they were. Very good mm. in those last three games. I think he was seven to ten from the floor, uh, three of five from the three point line, um, taking better shots, taking more efficient shots. He's taking um, less shots too, though. Taking less shots. The thing is, is like because I believe Billy closed with the third. Did he close the three guard lineup? I don't no, know. Shooter, no, Shooter was out because Mascala and Adams were out there. Yeah, Ferguson so, finished it. I, th- I think. Yeah, Wait, did they? Did they go with Mascala too? No, Gallinari like finished the game. But yeah, in the fourth quarter, Mascala um, got some runs. Yeah, Mascala was out there. Um, but yeah, when the three guard lineup typically closes, it takes away opportunities just because you've got three part three yeah. ball handlers out 100%. there. But if you know if there's two of them out there, then you have the ability if you're Shea to be a little bit more aggressive. So um, obviously, I was a little worried in the first half, going like, okay, this is going to be like the fourth game that I'm going to have to like tally up his shots because mm-hmm. it's not looking good, but. He closed the second half strong. Thunder closed the second half strong. Uh, final thoughts, anybody? Honestly, uh, my only final thought about this game is that good for them getting this win. I forgot who asked Chris Paul this in the locker room, but he straight up said, like, yes, we needed this win. Like, we wanted this win. This was good for us. Um, I completely agree because 
like you guys have said, they have a little bit of a hard week ahead of them going to Los Angeles, having uh, back-to-back. Uh, first with the Clippers on Monday and then the Lakers on Tuesday. That's going to be a pretty hard matchup. It's going to be in the same building, obviously, but they're going to have to go up against two really good teams right now with two very dominant players, uh, obviously coming face-to-face with Paul George again. Most of the guys That's on this exciting. team, that probably doesn't mean anything to them, but there are a few that are kind of like, ooh. But, yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be a little bit of a hard week. And so I think them getting this big-time overtime win against a team like Philadelphia, that's huge. Especially after getting blown out by Yeah, the, the Pacers night. game was disgusting. I did catch a little bit of it, even though I wasn't with you guys, but it was just nasty. They weren't able to get anything going. The Pacers just looked like a title-contending team against Oklahoma <laughs> City, and that's not what you want. Uh, but, yeah, so this game I think is so telling about the way that they are able to bounce back from just humiliating performances like that. That's going to be so necessary, especially going to Los Angeles, because this is a big time. Uh, it's a big time program over there. It's a big time market. So they're going to really have to show up and uh, just really execute everything that they have conjured up so far this season if they want to take home these wins. For sure. I, I would just want to say real quick that I'm just really happy that I don't have to go on Twitter and see people getting excited about a loss. Oh, they played so well and they just barely lost. And now our draft picks are going to be better. Uh, Yay! Get Wiseman. Congratulations uh, to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Solid W. And it was a it was a really really fun game. If you're in the arena, you know what I'm talking about. If you watch at home, I'm sure you you got some of that same energy. Uh, this was some fun fun Thunder basketball. That it was. That it and that is. is where we're going to leave you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the OKC82 podcast. And putting I up believe, with our penis jokes. I believe the <laughs> yes. Oh, Thank you for sitting through that that debacle. <laughs> Um, I believe, Madison, the uh, next time that they hear us, we will be on the post-game show following the Clippers game on Monday night. So that is a 9.30 tip-off. So if anybody is awake that late in the market, go ahead and tune in to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. You'll be able to hear Madison and I for about an hour break down the Thunder's win or loss against the Paul George-led, well, Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard with <laughs> featuring featuring Paul George. Don't forget about Clippers. Patrick Beverly. Woo woo. And and that and that gentleman. On. I'm just kidding. Um, oh my God. If you don't make it onto the your radio feed, we will put it on the podcast feed like we always do. Um, so yes, tune in for that. Uh, join at Master are you working Wednesday afternoon. Um no. Why don't you come to the press with the uh, Chisholm and I? I would love to. Let's have some lunch, do a podcast, we'll have fun. I love the press. So if you guys are not busy on Wednesday afternoon uh, at noon, around twelve thirty or whatever, just uh, come on by at the press at the plaza um, in Oklahoma City. Come okay, say hi. hi and come have some food. And other than that, everybody thank you for listening. Thunder beat the Sixers. Yay, everybody go get drunk. <laughs>